He's got the whole world in his hands. 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 He's got the mothers and the fathers. Bring the children in. In his hands, he's got the mothers and the fathers. Time for Sunday school. In his hands, he's got the mothers and the fathers. In his hands, he's got the whole world in his hands. Sing it with me, children. He's got the little bitty baby. In his hands, he's got the little bitty baby. In his hands, he's got the little bitty baby. In his hands, he's got the whole world in his hand. Are you together now? He's got a you and me. Come on, join me. In his hand, he got a you and me. Huh. Point at somebody. In his hands, he's got a you and me. In his hands, he's got the whole world in his hands. All right, all right, all right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Children's Sunday School Podcast. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you for joining in. And we've got a lot to learn today, a lot to talk about, a lot to see in God's Word on today. So we got to get right on into it. Let's do a little worship and praise and, and prayer before we do anything else, all right? Thank you, Mother and Father, for letting the children listen in on today. This is a very, very important lesson because we're right in between Palm Sunday and Easter Sunday. And my lesson today is going to inform your children about what Easter is all about. So when we get to Easter Sunday, on Easter Sunday that day, they can be just as joyful as everybody else about Easter because now they're going to have a good understanding after this lesson. So let's pray. Let's worship God because he is God and above him there is no other hands in the air. Hallelujah. We worship you, Lord. We wave in our hands. Hallelujah. There's nothing wrong. Wave your hands to the Lord because we're not just standing there like we're arrested, but we are worshiping God and God alone. He is our God, our Lord, and our Savior. Thank you, Father God, for being holy and righteous, merciful, good, and kind, and loving, and gracious unto us. You are all of that. You are love, and we love you because you first loved us, but we love you because you are God, and we worship you forever and ever, and nobody else is greater than our mighty God. Amen. Woo. Now we want to pray our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Holy is your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven is our utmost desire in the name of Jesus. We thank you for this day. We thank you for our food, shelter, clothing, life, health, and strength, and everything that you have done for us up until now. We thank you, Father God, and we especially thank you for your Son, Jesus, and your Holy Spirit, and the forgiveness of our sins. In Jesus' name, we pray, bless this lesson in our ears and in our eyes, and let us, and in our hearts, let us see and hear and understand what the Holy Spirit has to say. In Jesus' name, we pray, amen. Let's praise Him. Put our hands together now. We're going to praise the Lord. 
done, Lord Jesus. Thank you for going on the cross and thank you for finishing the work and thank you because you are now our Lord and our Savior and we praise you, we worship you, you finished, you won, and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, open, close them, open, close them, give your hands a clap. Open, close them, open, close them, fold them on your lap. So children, you should be seated in your seats and your hands should now be folded in your laps and we're gonna move along and get into this lesson because it's, it may be kinda long, but I wanna get get started so maybe we, we only have such a, a, um, a limited amount of time. So let's get started and then maybe I won't have to make it into two parts. <laughs> All right, so this is what's gonna happen. We're going to talk this today about what happened between last Sunday and this Sunday coming up, which is Easter. Okay, so and this we and we're going to learn what it's all about. And by the time we finish, you're going to know what Easter is really all about. Amen. So first thing I want to do is remind you that we've been talking about Jesus talking and, 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 and hearing all what he had to say to us, to his disciples uh, remember all the readings, all the other uh, lessons we had was about Jesus talking to his disciples, telling them that he was going to have to go away and they were feeling sad and everything. And he told them, don't feel sad. Don't be worried because I go, if I'm going, I'm going to my father's house and prepare a place for you. So when I come back, I can take you back with me. All that. Remember we were doing all that study and then, so, but today we, I, I told you he was talking to his disciples, but I never told you the names of his disciples. And that's what I'm going to do today. I think it's very important that you at least hear these names. You don't have to memorize them right now, but the more you hear them as you study the word of God, the, the more you're going to remember a bunch of them. But right now I want you to hear the names so you can know, yep, there were some really his, he had 12 disciples. They were real. They was really there. They really followed Jesus throughout his whole ministry. Here's a little story. And it's coming from our um, Adventure Bible, the early readers. And it's in the New Testament. And, and this Bible, that's, this Adventure Bible has a lot of little different stories to, to really help us in our studies. And this one is in the New Testament. It's right after the first uh, Thessalonians and right before second Thessalonians. So it's right in the middle of first and second Thessalonians, the books. So if you have this Bible, turn and you can read along with me. But I'm going to read you a little story that was written about Jesus's disciples. In this story, you're going to hear all the names, all 12 names of Jesus' disciples. And this is what happened. In this story, they took the word disciple, D-I-S-C-I-P-L-E-S. And then they took each letter for the word and they gave us a little um, story, a little poem or something and that has the names of the 12 disciples. So you have to listen, listen for the names, count the names as you hear them and you should end up with 12 different names. And then um, I'm going to just give you a little few minutes and you can talk to each other and see how many names you remember. Here we go. The letter D. During Jesus' life on earth, 
he called 12 special men. When he said, come, follow me, they did so there and then. The letter I. Invited first to join the group, Simon Peter came. Peter's brother followed too. Andrew was his name. S. Several more were called by Jesus near the Galilean lake. James and John came up there. James and John gave up their nets just for Jesus' sake. The letter C. Crowds that followed Jesus knew Philip and Thomas too. But Thomas had doubts about Jesus more than a few. The letter I. In the group was Matthews who wrote of Jesus' life. His book tells many great stories, the love, teachings, and strifes. P. Pleased, pleased to be a disciple, James joined the throng. Thaddeus and Simon also came along. The letter L. Later, the one called Judas would betray his master's name. Bartholomew called Nathaniel was another one who came. Each of the the letter E, each of the disciples went out into the world to preach, to tell the message of Jesus to every soul they could reach. The letter S. Since we since we're saved by Jesus, we must follow too. So listen to Jesus calling, calling me and you. Isn't that beautiful? That's beautiful. So did you hear all the 12 names of the disciples? Yeah? Take a minute and say, and, and, and say out loud which, ones, which names do you remember? How many do you remember? Talk to each other. How many of you remember at least three names? Raise your hand. You remember three names? Say what those names are. All right. How many remembers five names? How many remembers five of the names that we called out? Mm-hmm. Anybody remember eight? At least eight of the names? You're doing real good. Real good. If you learned even the three of them, you're doing good. But eight? Woo. How many remember all 12 names? All 12 names. I'm going to call out those names for you right now. And so you will hear these names. And then as, as you hear people preaching and teaching the Bible, and sometimes they'll call these names out, especially Jesus' closest, closest friends. But here's the names that we have. We started with Simon Peter, Andrew was Simon Peter's brother. Peter's brother followed too. His name was Andrew. The next one, so that's two. The next one was James and John. All right. They were Jesus's followers. The next that followed Jesus' name was Philip and Thomas. 
Thomas was the one. When you hear the name Thomas, people mention him because he was the one that always was doubting. He had some, always had some doubt in his heart about what Jesus, about Jesus. <laughs> and so people call him doubting, doubting Thomas. <laughs> okay, so how many is that? We did Peter, Andrew, James, and John, Philip, Thomas. Next we have Matthews which is seven, um, um, Matthews. And he's the one that wrote the book of Matthews and he's a tax collector. So a lot of uh, Jesus' followers didn't really like him right away. But the next one was, um, his name was, uh, there was another James. So that's number eight. There was another man named James and then there was uh, Thaddeus and Simon. Okay. So I've got 10 so far. And then there was Judas, the one who be betrayed Jesus. And then Bartholomew, 10, 11. And his name was, his, his name was Bar Bartholomew and they called him Nathaniel. All right. So those were the 12 disciples. So just listen up when you hear people teaching the Bible, they might call some of these names out. And you can say, oh yeah, I remember that was Jesus' disciple. That was one of Jesus' disciples okay let's move along I hope you enjoyed that the next part we're going to go into is talking about what's going on in Jesus life around this time the the Sunday before thing the Sunday before Easter is called Palm Sunday Palm Sunday. I have a book that I'm going to read to you about the life of Jesus during this time. The name of this book is Jesus Calling Bible Story Book. The writer is Sarah Young. Mom and Dad, this is an excellent children's story book. I mean, it's not even just for children. It's such a good book that anybody can learn from it, uh, learn a lot because they're taking the story right from the Bible, right from the Bible. And she just tells it in just a fun-filled way that the children can really see and understand what Jesus is doing and what it's all about. Okay, so the first story, and we're going to go straight through these stories. I hope I can get through um, this podcast uh, without having to do a second part too, but we'll see. The first story, the first story is called Palm. Let's see. Ooh. Lost all my markers. Let me just get it. I'm almost there. It's about three or four stories that we have to go through really quick just to get a full picture of what what was going on in Jesus' life the, the last week before he was cru crucified. Okay. Oh, sorry. Sorry for the delay. Um, okay, I'm going to read each story to you, and we're just going to go straight through. Um, at first, I thought I might be able to ask ask questions but just listen real good maybe at the end I can throw in some questions and and we can see how well you listened okay and I may just do some questions in between so the first day we're going to look at what happened on Palm Sunday Palm Sunday was the Sunday 
before Easter, the Sunday before Easter. And we're going to talk about what Easter is, what day Easter is. So the writer of this storybook, she took her stories and from Matthew's the 21st chapter and John the 12th chapter, Palm Sunday. And then I want you to think about why did they, why are they calling it Palm Sunday? What does that mean? You'll find out just by listening to the story. Something terrible yet wonderful was about to happen. In a few days, God's big plans would be revealed. Jesus knew what was coming and God and God knew too, but no one else did. The way on the way to Jerusalem, Jesus sent two disciples ahead to find a donkey for him to ride into the city. Jesus climbed onto its back and clickety-clap, clickety-clap, he rode, he rode it through the open city gates. Jerusalem was filled with families preparing for Passover. The year's biggest holiday. Look, it's Jesus, somebody shouted. They all ran to see him. Some laid their coats on the dirt road for the donkey to walk on. Others covered the streets with palm branches, with palm branches and waved them in the air. Hosanna, Hosanna, hurry. The son of David is here, they shouted. Blessed is Jesus who came. Blessed is Jesus who comes in the name of the Lord. Jesus rode into the city like a king and, and Jerusalem's religious leaders didn't like that at all. Why are the people saying he comes in the name of the Lord? They grumbled. There's no way he can be the son of God. They were so angry that they made a plan to kill Jesus. So that was Palm Sunday. Did you understand why they call it Palm Sunday? Something happened to give it that name. When Jesus rode into Jerusalem, how did the people react? What did they do? You should be answering out loud, telling the rest, telling your mom, your dad, your sisters and brothers, I know. They, they began to cover the streets with their, with their coats and, their, and they used palm branches to throw on the streets so the donkey can walk across it. They did this for Jesus and then they um, shouted out. Hosanna. They they even waved the branches in the air and they shouted out, Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed be Jesus who come in the name of the Lord. And that made the rulers so mad and so angry because they thought Jesus was a phony and they wanted to kill him for calling himself the son of God. All right. So the, the um, in this, in each of the stories, we're going to get a Jesus Calling uh, scripture at the end of each story. The name of the book is Jesus Calling. So the scripture is a Jesus Calling. 
And she gave us the scripture for Palm Sunday, John 16 and 33. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. And then she gave us a little writing that she felt would be from the heart of Jesus. <clears throat> that, that Jesus would want us to know. So from the heart of Jesus, she wrote, there are times when people are not when people there are times when people are nice to you and then later they are mean when people hurt you remember that i am with you i know how much it hurts because they treated me that way too just stay close to me i will help you get through your hard times and I will comfort you with my peace. Amen. So that's beautiful. So that was the first day of the week leading up to Christmas. I mean, I'm sorry, leading up to Easter. And the, the, the Sunday before Easter is called what? What is it called? Palm Sunday. That's what we call it. So we've already have that Sunday because that Sunday is over with already but I'm bringing you all the way up to date the next story is called the last supper the last supper and she got her she put her story together from Matthews chapter 26 Mark chapter 14 Luke 20 chapter 24 and John chapter 13 so let's go and listen to this the last supper bless us Lord Jesus and his disciples gathered in an upstairs room to eat their Passover supper. During the meal, Jesus washed his disciples' feet. In those days, people, people's feet got very dirty walking in sandals on those dirty roads. Who would want to wash anyone else's stinky feet? Servants were the ones who had to wash people's feet back in those days. But Jesus served his disciples by doing this dirty job. At first, Peter didn't want Jesus to wash his feet. Lord, Peter said, you are too good to wash my feet like a servant. But... If you don't let me wash away your dirt, Jesus answered, you won't belong to me. Jesus wasn't talking about dirty feet, but about sin, the dirt in our hearts. When our hearts are full of things God hates, we, we can't be close to him. It's impossible for people to wash away sin by themselves. And God knew that, knew this. So he planned for Jesus to wash our sins away, not by washing our feet, but by washing our, say it with me, our hearts. Yes. After Jesus washed his disciples' feet, he said to them, I did this to show you that as, as future servants and teachers, you are to be humble and do 
anything God asks, all of the love, all of this you do out of love for me. Jesus knew this was the last supper with his friends, his disciples. Soon I will leave you, he said. He picked up some bread, broke it into pieces, and passed it around for his disciples to eat. The body, my body will be broken like this bread. He passed around a cup and told them to drink. My blood will wash away your sins and your hearts will be clean forever. Whenever you eat and drink, remember me. I came to save God's people. Those are Jesus' words to his disciples. One of you will have one of you will have me arrested, Jesus said. His disciples couldn't believe what they were hearing. Who would do this? They asked. The one to whom I will give this bread, Jesus said, as he handed the bread to Judas. Go, do what you must. Then Jesus said to the rest of his disciples, helpers, I won't be with you much longer. You will be sad, but don't be afraid. I will come back. Peter cried out, I won't leave you. I'll be, I'll be arrested with you and die with you. Peter, Jesus said gently, before the rooster crows tomorrow, you will say that you don't know me three different times. Mm. In other words, Jesus was telling Peter, you're going to deny me three times. You're going to deny that you know even know me by this time tomorrow when the rooster crows tomorrow. All right, so let's hear Jesus calling. It says, she wrote, Jesus calling, 1 Peter 4, 16. If you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed, but praise God that your heart, I mean, but praise God that you bear that name. If you, if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed, but praise God that you bear that name, the name Christian. Uh, followers of Christ, a follower of Christ, a Christian. Okay, here's the letter from the heart of the Lord, from her to, that she wrote for us to read. He says, sometimes it was... Sometimes it will be hard to tell others that you know me. People may make fun of you and say bad things about you. But when you are treated that way for being a Christian, praise me. You will be storing up treasures for yourself in heaven. Treasures that are worth so much more than anything in this world. That was the heart of, of Jesus to his followers, to us today. He wants to encourage us to don't be afraid or ashamed of him when people talk about you because you are a Christian. Okay, our next story is 
moving right along. Jesus is arrested. Jesus is arrested. Um, her scripture verses, Matthew 26, Mark 14, Luke 22, and John 18. Matthew's Mark, Luke, and John are telling the story about Jesus being arrested. Now, here's how she put it together, all together for us. Jesus and his three closest friends, Peter, James, and John. Jesus' three closest friends out of the 12 is Peter, James, and John. They went outside after the supper to a garden near some olive trees. Um, stars shined brightly in the sky and the air smelled sweet. Only he knew that soon the world would change forever. Only Jesus knew that soon the world would change forever. Wait here, Jesus told his disciples. He went along into he went along into the garden to pray. Father, please, he said. Isn't there another way with without so much suffering? I don't want to be separated from you. But Father, I will do whatever you want. There was no other way. Jesus knew that God would have to lay all the sins of his children on Jesus' shoulders, on Jesus' shoulders, to save them from their punishment. And Jesus, no, I'm sorry, I was looking at the clock here. And for, and for those hours while Jesus suffered, he, uh, let me see, and for those hours while Jesus suffered, he would be separated from the Father he loved because sin had no place with God. That would be the worst suffering. But Jesus would do it to save men and women, boys and girls from God's judgment. Then he heard the then he heard the clanking of the soldiers, the swords and smell of their torches burning. They pushed into the garden with Judas leading them. Judas showed the guards which man was Jesus? Ah, so at this point, they are about to arrest Jesus. Jesus is about to get arrested by the guards. So the Jesus calling scripture is John chapter 15. verse 13 John chapter 15 verse 13 There is no greater love than this that a man should lay down his life for his friends and that's what Jesus was about to do Here's the heartfelt letter that she wrote for us to read from the heart of Jesus I love you with 
a love that never ends. I love you before you were born and I will continue to love you forever. On that dark night so long ago, I allowed myself to be killed on a cross because my unstoppable love for you. Whenever you feel alone or afraid, say it loud, Jesus, you are always with me and you will never stop loving me. Beautiful, huh? Be encouraged. Jesus wants you to know that he will never stop loving you and he will be with you. He was with you all the time, every from the time you were born. And he has been with you and he will never leave you. Our next story is Peter denied Jesus. Peter denied Jesus. This uh, The story comes from Luke 22. Soldiers dragged Jesus through the streets to, to Jerusalem's leaders. Are you the son of God? They asked. I am, Jesus said. Liar. They, sh they shouted, liars. How dare you dis disrespect God by saying you're his son. Soldiers whipped him, beat him, spit on him. They made him wear a purple robe and a crown of, of, of sharp thorns. And they made fun of him. Now you look like the king of the Jews. They laughed at him. But Jesus had done hadn't done anything wrong. He and but Jesus had not done anything wrong. He knew it. This was all a part of God's plan. When the soldiers came, some of Jesus' disciples were afraid and ran away. Others, like Peter, hung around to hear um, what was happening. Peter was warming his hands by the fire when a servant girl asked him, aren't you one of those guys who was with Jesus? No, no, Peter said. <laughs> it wasn't me. Another girl asked, are you sure? You look like him. It wasn't me, Peter replied. More people came up. We're sure you you are that guy. I don't know Jesus. Peter lied. I've never I've never known Jesus. Can you imagine him saying that? Wow. Then the rooster crowed. Peter ran away and cried and cried. It happened just as Jesus said it would. He said, Peter, you're going to deny that you know me three times on tomorrow before the rooster, the rooster crow. And that's exactly what happened. Okay, turning the, to the next page is talking about Good Friday. See, we're moving along in the week. All these different things are happening. And now we, we're, on a, we're calling this day good friday okay now on good friday she wrote she got her stories from matthews 27 mark 15 luke 23 and john 19.
Peter didn't understand. Jesus was God's perfect son. I said Peter didn't understand. I'm sorry. It says people didn't understand that Jesus is God's perfect son sent to the earth to save them from their sins. The leaders brought him to the Roman governor who put Jesus on trial. Many people were against him. Crucify him, the crowd shouted. Kill him, nail his hands and feet to a big wooden cross. They, they shouted these words out. Jesus didn't deserve this. He had spent his time on earth loving and caring about people, helping them to know about his father in heaven and telling them the right way to live so they could one day join him there. Dying on a cross like a criminal was a sad but very important part of God's big plan and Jesus would do it. He wasn't a criminal, but he would die like one. The soldiers built a heavy wooden cross and nailed a sign to it that said, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Then they marched Jesus through the streets. They made him go up a hill to a place called the Skull. And then they nailed Jesus to the cross. They also crucified two criminals with him, one on his right side and one on his left. It was so painful, but still Jesus prayed, Father, forgive these people. They don't understand. Why don't you save yourself, they said. Some laughed, some of them laughed at him and they, I'm sorry. Why don't you save yourself? Some of them laughed. And of course, Jesus have saved him. Jesus could save himself if he wanted to. A cruel, a, a cruel, uh, uh, a, let me see, a cruel of angels would have rushed down from heaven to rescue him if he had asked them. If he had called them, they would come and rescue him. But instead, Jesus chose to stay there on the cross and die to save all those who believe in him. No one could ever love as much as Jesus. <clears throat> then it happened God poured all his people's sins in, in the past now and forever into Jesus' heart Father Jesus cried don't leave me but God had to turn away from all the sin and Jesus felt all the dirt of sin and all the anger of his father that came with it. But it wasn't his sin. It was our sin. 
Jesus felt it and suffered for it so that we wouldn't have to. Jesus felt it and suffered for it so we wouldn't have to. Right now, at that very minute, the world changed forever. God's people had hope. By asking God's forgiveness for their sins and believing in what Jesus had done for them, their hearts could be made clean and they could live in God's perfect, perfect heaven forever. Uh-oh, something's about to happen. At noon... A dark cloud filled the air and hit the sun. Powerful lightning and thundering jerked across the skies. God's mighty anger, anger at sin came down. The earth shook furiously. Huge rocks shattered and split. The skies swirled with darkness, scary colors. Father, I give you my life. Jesus said. Then he looked up towards heaven and cried out, It is finished. And he died. And it was finished. Jesus had done it. He had taken himself, he had taken on himself God the Father's anger and the punishment that was meant for his children to save us from our sins. He did this. Amen. So the call, the Jesus call scripture is John 3, 16. And all of us should know this. If you don't know it, we have to learn this scripture. Every Christian needs to know this scripture. John 3, 16. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life, eternal life with Christ Jesus. And he says, for whoever believe in him, John 3, 16, God, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen. Now here's from the heart of God. Here's what she received and want us to hear. Yes, I died for you. But don't be sad. Be happy that I love you so much. I want you to be with me. Every minute, every day, forever. If you ask me to be your savior, we'll be together in heaven someday because I died for your sins. Ooh, beautiful, huh? Beautiful. Now we're on, you know what? Now we're at Easter Sunday. Are you getting the picture though? Did you see, do you understand what Jesus has done for us? And what he went through just to die for us on our take on the punishment of our sins. He even 
did it and knowing that God the Father could not stand sin and he would have to be separated, God turned his back on Jesus because of all the sins of the world, the past, present, and future sins was laid on Jesus. So from Palm Sunday up to when Jesus was arrested and now good and now and then also when he was arrested and then they crucified him now we're on Easter Sunday what happened next she's taking her scriptures from Matthew's the 27th chapter and the 28th chapter and also from Luke the 24th chapter and now I'm going to read Easter Sunday God's biggest plan wasn't done yet. Some people still doubted that Jesus was the son of God. Even his friends weren't sure. You see, Jesus had told people that three days after he died, he would live again. Jesus's friends laid, <clears throat> Jesus' friends laid his, laid his body in the tomb. A Roman soldiers came and sealed the, the tomb, shut it with a huge stone so nobody could get in and take Jesus' body. Then they guarded the tomb night and day. Those who hated Jesus figured he was dead and this was their and this was the end. Those who loved Jesus were also afraid. Uh, to, uh, we're also afraid to even hope. Early Sunday morning, women who were friends of Jesus arrived at the tomb. Suddenly, the earth rumbled and shook. A, a blinding bright light uh, tumbled down from heaven. And an angel appeared wearing a glowing white robe. He rolled the stone away from the tomb and sat on it. The sight of the angels and the empty tomb scared the guards so much that they fainted. I mean, they just went out like dead men. They just fainted, fell out. <laughs> Are you looking for Jesus? The angels asked the women. He's not here. They said, God brought him to life, just as Jesus said he would. Hurry now, tell the disciples that Jesus is risen from the dead. The women ran and told the disciples, but the disciples said, nonsense. They sat around looking sad, refusing to believe that Jesus was alive. Later that day, two of them were walking to, to the village. Later that day, two of them, of his disciples, were walking to the village when a stranger came and walked alongside of them and walked with them. What are you discussing? He asked. 
what everyone else is talking about. One of his disciples answered, have you not been here for the past three days? Then they told the whole story of what happened to Jesus. After the strangers heard, after the stranger heard this, he said, why are you so slow to believe? He reminded them of everything the prophet had written about Jesus and especially the part where Jesus would come back to, to life. When they got to, when they got to the um, village that they were going to, the disciples invited the man to have supper with them. He sat at the table, took some bread and broke and blessed it and broke it. Then, the, then he passed it around to them. That's when they realized they knew him. Lord Jesus, they cried out, it's you. Then suddenly Jesus disappeared. He was there. They saw him. And then as soon as they recognized him, he was gone. He disappeared out of, out of their sight. He didn't get up and leave. He didn't go out the door. He just disappeared. They found the other disciples and told them what had happened. He's alive. They all agreed. Our Lord Jesus lives. Our Jesus calling scripture is this, Luke 24. Jesus is not here. He has risen. Wow. Beautiful, huh? Here's our, here's the uh, heart of God's message to us. My power is stronger than death. I rose from the dead. I came alive again. If you believe in me and ask me to come into your hearts, heaven is your future home. You will live with me forever. Even when your life on earth is over, this is the best gift anyone could ever give you. Wow. Wow. Isn't that a beautiful story? Now we know what happened on Easter, right? We heard the whole story from the Sunday before Easter up to Easter. On, on Easter morning, the angel said, Jesus is not here. He has risen. And that's what we celebrate on Easter, the resurrection of Jesus. He has risen indeed. And there's much celebration, much, much praise and much joy on Easter. And the Lord bless, we're coming up on this Easter and we're going to celebrate Jesus. All right, you ready? We're going to celebrate you and you're going to celebrate him too because now you understand the whole story of what happened and how Jesus happened to, why he died for us on the cross. He did it for us. He did it for you and he did it for me. Amen. God bless you. I'm going to play a little song and we're going to be dismissed and I hope you enjoyed this lesson and mom and dad, thank you for bringing your children to Sunday school on today. So for just one minute, I'm going to um, bring in a song.
for us to sing and we're going to close out this lesson and then Lord blessing we'll hear from you you'll hear from me again sometime next week I'm trying to keep these podcasts going because I'm enjoying your company and I hope you are enjoying mine and together we are learning the word of God amen so here's the song we're going to sing I even got a little music to go along with it okay so let's go the name of the song is oh magnify the lord here we go because God is good all the time. Amen. God bless you. God bless us all and be with us all in Jesus name. Amen. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you, mom. Thank you, children, for listening in. Thank you, everyone. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. See you all later. Talk to you later. (laughs)